Welcome to a special grocery shop edition of our Omnitalk Spotlight series. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are the founders of Omnitalk, a content platform dedicated to researching the people, companies, and technologies that are shaping the future of retail. Uh, Chris, before we get started, I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors of all of our grocery shop content. Oh, yeah. The first is Cleveron. Cleveron is a full-service package handover partner offering in and outdoor locker solutions to retailers and grocers worldwide. Thanks to more than 13 years of experience and partnerships with the biggest names in the business, Cleveron is one step ahead of the challenges retailers face, creating innovative robotic solutions that save space, time, and money and Untie Knots. Untie Knots is a European-based tech company now coming to North America with their SaaS solution, Loyalty Challenge, which uses hyper-personalization and gamification to digitally engage shoppers and grow share of wallet for retail clients and brands. Chris, uh, if you had to come up with three topics that were like your top three topics that are going to be happening at Grocery Shop, I think that this one that we're about to talk about would, would be at the at the top of that list. It's got to be like number one. A close one or two. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think it's like number one and then everyone else can just like sit by the wayside, yes. honestly. Yes. So today we are going to talk about last mile delivery and joining us to share his expertise with us today uh, is a, a guy that's been following us on LinkedIn. And we've been following on Early LinkedIn days. for a long time. Uh, we have Front Door Collective's co-founder and CEO, Dan Borgo. Dan, I got I got to ask you, how the hell are you, number one? Because like Ann said, you've been one of our biggest fans, I think, from the get-go since we started this thing like four years ago. And I remember talking to you probably last year. You said, you know, you teased something. You're like, I'm working on some stuff. I can't talk to you mm-hmm. about it right now, but I'm pretty excited to share it with you. And then when I got news of the Front Door Collective, I said to Ann, I mean, that day I was like, oh my God, we got to get him on our grocery shop coverage and talk about what this is because this thing seems really cool and really groundbreaking. So for those listening, tell us, tell us about it. What is it? We're a company built by small business owners for small business owners that are really good at doing last mile. Um, we, we're a collection of Amazon DSPs, FedEx ISPs, and all of those in between. Um, where we deliver um, packages to everyone's front door from a fulfillment center. We've, the front door collective model is slightly different in that we, we were built for the, the rise of e-commerce volume. And so uh, we are built to be a micro last mile delivery network, if you will. So when you mm-hmm. take into account first, first mile, reverse logistics, which we refer to as return mile, as well as last mile, there's a lot of nuances in the way the logistics space has changed. Right. And you have a lot of retailers. You have so many more retailers than you ever did before. So how are they getting packages to everyone's front door as e-commerce booms? And so with us as small business owners, we're really adept and very flexible at a zip code level. So can we can in, essentially deliver from the back of a Walmart, deliver from the back of a FedEx Station delivered from the back of a mom and pop retailer to deliver their volume directly to front door. So we create a streamlined approach on how this last mile flexibility could work for a customer as opposed to them having to pick up all their packages and try to bring them to a, a fulfillment center or a distribution center. What if they had a white labeled last mile partner that could come pick it up at their back door bring it to that center. And then in turn, we as the, as the entity 
not only do we bring them to the fulfillment center, we actually act, act as the last mile delivery network to take it to the front door. And if there's any returns, we pick it up from the front door and then bring it back. That's the way we think the evolution of last mile is taking shape within retail. Mm -hmm. And so we're building it that way, building our own technology. And the greatest thing is if you think about our model, when you use all these small, small business owners is we have one of the best operational systems in the country. Because as you know, as you're always, when you're an employee in the company, they always say, take ownership of your business. Ours actually is that from an operational perspective, because if you are the front door partner in Austin, or you're the front door partner in Chicago or wherever, you are the owner operator of that business, um, generating that revenue and that volume, and you become the owner expert of that space. You'll know those zip codes better than anybody and everybody by street, by apartment. That's what makes the last mile solution that we've created so nimble is that uh, we're so good at, good at it down to the building. How does this idea just come to you? Like, because it, it really does just fundamentally make a lot of sense, which is why we wanted to make sure people heard about it right away. I own an Amazon DSP. I currently run um, an Amazon DSP in California. Um, but, um, and, and obviously from my background at Instacart, where I helped launch their CPG platform, I got to watch Instacart grow that business. So I, I, got, I have a lot of experience in, in watching one of the best gig platforms grow. Um, and then, and then uh, the experience I've had over the years in delivering the packages that we've been delivering um, from Amazon. Uh, so as I was formulating this idea and meeting all these great partners as we've done um, deliveries for other platforms from um, regional players like Axel Hire and OnTrack, as well as others within our community, um, I started realizing God, the, the, the entrepreneurial spirit with these with all of my friends in this business is so impressive. I thought, what if, is there a spot available? And the news started coming out about a year and a half ago that UPS and FedEx were probably gonna come up short in terms of the volume because it's just overwhelming right. the, the space. And then there was an article that came out that Google and Shopify were forming a bond as well. I thought, you know, it'd be interesting. What if, what if we can get a bunch of us small business owners together, build our own tech platform, and in turn, build our own operational network and be the white label solution, if you will, for, for Shopify. If Shopify mm -hmm. really wanted to get into this business and be a player, how do, you, how do you launch a last mile network? It's not easy, it's not simple. We know this well, mm -hmm. but the fact that we have a bunch of us, all operators and owners, launching them all in um, 300 markets in the US, um, we could easily turn a, a solution on rather quickly for someone like Shopify. And that's how the idea started. I imagine too, there's like a strength in numbers to this too. I mean, I know you and I were talking before, like, you know, as you approach the big guys as a collective, that's got to give you a little bit more power in those discussions, or at least give you a better look from those larger retailers than say you would just trying to approach them on your own. Is that right? You go to Walmart and you say, Hey, I'm in Austin. Um, I'd love to help you deliver in Austin. Right. Again, Walmart thinks that's adorable. Um, adorable. I thought that word. <laughs> you're you're an awesome. That's adorable. I got 2,500 other locations. Can you help me out there? With us as the collective, we walk in and say, "What markets do you need covered?" Yeah, we've got that covered. We don't have coverage. We can get you coverage uh, because the response after us coming out of stealth has been incredible uh, by um, partners wanting uh, partners in the hundreds wanting to talk to us. So 
Uh, we've also uh, already um, talking in expanding into Canada, as well as um, we've had offers from clients asking, will we be able to deliver in Europe as well? And the answer is, yes, we have plans on that in terms of the future. Wow. That's one thing Walmart's never called me on is adorable. No, I don't think. Never, I don't, never I don't. will either. I, I don't. I can keep hope though. I can hold out hope. Well, Dan, I have a question for you. Are you going up against UPS and FedEx? I mean, that's how I perceive it to be. Or we hear, we mentioned you in the Fast Five a couple of weeks ago because Walmart was getting into doing last, you know, white label last mile delivery. Um, like, where do you fit into all of this? We, I would say we emulate FedEx in our look and approach that it is mass volume being moved from a single point to a uh, mass front door. In the retail space, everybody knows who, who are the biggest movers. Amazon moves the biggest, um, and then you, you're followed by the big players, which is, which is FedEx, UPS, United States Postal Service. Um, bi those big players move big volume based on an employee-based model that drives significant volume per route, right? Okay. You're talking about, you're not talking about a gig, a gig driver on a, on a good day's can probably, if their car is big enough, get in anywhere from about 15 to 40 packages. Mm -hmm. um, you use a cargo van, you're talking about anywhere from at the, it would be puny to run a route under hundred packages and you can go as high as 350 packages. That, that's volume. And when you think about it from a sustainability perspective, the difference would be a single van is basically the equivalent of at least 10 to 15 gig, gig vehicles. The goal here is last mile is expensive. Mm -hmm. And listen, first mile and reverse mile aren't cheap either. But how do you get those three down? Well, you got to do things in an efficient way. And customers are asking for it with speed. But do they need everything with speed? Probably not. Same day is great, but next day is probably the target everybody's going for. And we can move a, a large amount of volume for next day delivery. For a lot of these players who haven't been able to, we think we help fill that need. And we believe with the UPS and FedExes of the world, we can be a, an alternative assistance to them, not trying to compete against them. That's, that, would be, that would be a grand plan, but... I, I don't think we've ever discussed buying an airplane yet. So I don't think we're there, but um, I think that uh, we emulate them. And I think that there's partnerships there for us to be had with them. We saw what Rody and UPS did. Mm -hmm. We think that there's great things to be done with the likes of a Walmart, a UPS, a FedEx, et cetera. So in terms of then what you bring to the table for all these different entrepreneurs, you know, in and around the country, let's say, what is it that you're providing them? Like, how are you making them more efficient? What are the gains they get from joining this collective and being a part of this with you? So first and foremost, our network delivers at a 99% first day success rate. That means the day it was supposed to be delivered, we deliver collectively at a 99% success rate. Okay. Um, that's incredibly high. That is, would be tops in the space in terms of the partners we have being the best in best in breed and best in class across the network. Um, that's important. So it's building into that customer experience for the smallest of brands, as well as the largest of brands. The next most important thing outside of customer experience in terms of delivery success, and it is cost efficiency. And okay. so we believe that we can be, we can really help 
in the cost efficiencies based on the way we share the cost as okay. a platform. Okay. Um, it allows us to be lot, a lot more uh, pliable in terms of, of how we're pricing things out for, for customers. Got it. So you get the customers, you get to the end customers into the markets they need to get into. You run the routes efficiently, you deliver on time. And then by the way of you all joining together, there's cost savings in it for everyone and especially getting passed on the end customer as well. That's cool. Okay. And we add technology into it, right? So part of that- Yeah, what's example? Well, the, the important thing is customers getting proof that it showed up to their front door. Clients showing proof. The return policy can get really- Harry, as there's a lot of gaming in that side of the business mm-hmm. with customers saying, <laughs> yeah, I, I never you. got the package. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Here's a picture of it on your front door. Let's figure out what happened to that package. That's important to the customer. Mm-hmm. And that's important to the clients themselves as mm-hmm. well. What are you doing in the grocery space? Are you working with grocery retailers or like, can you give us some examples of that, Dan? We're focused on stable product for the time being for our yep. launch. Um, we do see grocery in the future, sure. um, as you would expect, right? I, how do I come from Instacart and not think there's a better, <laughs> there's a better model? I, I do think that right. I think there's a, a model that we can bring to the table, which I've already formulated that uh, I won't give all the details away, but I think, there's <laughs> a, I think there's a great model based on what I know from my friends at Mercatus and Grocery Key and Instacart that there is a, a, a more financially solvent model that can be had in the grocery space moving forward that um, doesn't require um, the expensive one-to-one. Got it. Right. Yeah. And because that, that, that seems like the big linchpin of that whole debate is like how much is that quick delivery, you know, a requirement versus just being able to work into the flow of the consumer's life, mm-hmm. you know, in general, which is also why curbside pickup, I think, has predominated a lot too over the last, you know, two years. But yeah, that may, that makes a ton of sense that it, there's, there's probably many efficiencies to be found within how people shop and receive their groceries still to be determined, I would say. And the evolution of the micro fulfillment that groceries doing is mm-hmm. where it, where it's happening is in retail, right? Like micro right. fulfillment yeah. on retail is popping up and it's going to be significant. And I think the two will connect, especially when you deal with somebody like a, with, like Target and Walmart, they're going to have to figure out, well, do I have a micro fulfillment on retail and a micro fulfillment on grocery or mm-hmm. are they somewhat combined? Okay. Now how can I efficiently get them both out? If the same house wants grocery and something, how do I get them both there as a, as opposed to making it two different service charges to that customer or to the right. brand that has to, to add that cost on or the retailer themselves who have to, ask to add that cost on. It gets expensive for everybody. A while back when we came up with this idea, we foresaw that and thought, well, what if we had a, that's why we refer to ourselves as a micro last mile network, mm-hmm. is that what if you need somebody to deliver from the back of a building like that? FedEx and UPS with their, with their serious infrastructure makes good sense, but you're going to need a lot of volume for them to come grab that from you to, to do it. But if mm-hmm. we can do it straight from that warehouse mm-hmm. or collectively pull a bunch of volume from warehouses and bring it back to FedEx or UPS, that, that's not a bad play, mm-hmm. but we can even do it straight from that warehouse if there's enough volume mm-hmm. to move it on a, on a consistent route basis. Right. That's, that was a really, I think that was, that was probably my favorite part of the interview so far. Like that, that really helped paint the picture for me too, that there's a sweet spot here for new providers 
of delivery services to come into the play here, especially as things continue to evolve with micro fulfillment and everything else that's happening. Um, yeah, that was really well said, Dan. Thank you for that. How do how does somebody get set up with you? Like if they want to be a partner, they want to be part of the collective, what do they need to do? How does that work? It's as simple as just going to our website, www.frontdoorcorp.com, or they can just uh, email us at info at frontdoorcore.com to get information. The, the response has been overwhelming, um, both here as well as international in terms of the, of the response. Um, it is, we actually had to expand our team 6X to handle the leads coming in just on the franchisee side. Wow. Um, and so they actually just started this week is we, <laughs> we had to ramp it up because we are basically telling everybody we're going to get to you as fast as humanly possible. So there's no lack of us covering any market in the U S and then some, even if our volume were to increase in a single market in a, in a very significant way, we would have plenty of. Uh, additional partners in pretty much any market we have. So that's how it is with the Front Door Collective on the partner side. On the client side, it's it's actually the same. And since we came out of stealth, um, we've been uh, absolutely swamped by client requests too and, and have, have had some really great um, stories that we, we always claim we're going to put in the book. But uh, yeah. really great stories of who's reached out to us um, at the highest of level, which sometimes we thought we were getting catfished by it saying, there's no way that person just reached out to you. It's like the response on the client side that they've all stated, this is something right. that we've been want wondering when somebody would do this. And we love the idea. And it, it just, it feels good. The brands that have approached us, um, both large and small, who have said that they're just excited about working with us because they're helping power small business owners, help mm -hmm. them get products to the front door. They view it as a really smart brand connection. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, that's just an ancillary effect that's happened. Like I didn't think that that would, would be a, a selling point, but it actually has been a, a really nice selling point for us within the, within the client community. We have one last question to close us up here. Where can we expect to see you and Front Door Collective come grocery shop 2022 what what wins outside of this mysterious one that you keep alluding to uh do you expect to have under your belt at that point uh we will definitely be across north america um the goal would be to cover um uh deliveries in and reaching at least 90 percent of the u.s population and the goal i think in terms of how how significant significant would we be? I think our goal is to be somewhere around 2 million, uh, north of 2 million packages delivered per day. We are, our current capacity of all the partners we have on does just, just over a million. Okay. Um, in terms of their other ex expertise and experience, not through right, the right. FEC, but uh, we can easily turn that on that uh, to make be a million on our side. Yeah. As well as um, expand beyond that. Now, what it would, that's, I'm just talking about that in North America. Um, how do we look in Canada and, and Europe at that point would be interesting. Maybe we're in Europe by, by the end of 2022. Mm. Um, but that won't be a focus. I think it's more of a focus for us in 2023, which is where we'll really start our green sustainable initiative as we have a relationship with canoe vehicles to, uh, launch our EV, uh, fleet as well to have probably one of the nicest, um, 
sustainable um, cargo fleet uh, networks out there in the marketplace, which we're excited about as well. Absolutely. Well, Dan, good luck with that. Um, if people want to get in touch with you after this, they want to become a partner. Um, can you give us your uh, your website one more time and the best place to contact you? Yeah, so uh, info at frontdoorcorp.com. Make sure I put in that at the end there. So, uh, frontdoorcorp.com or go to our website, www.frontdoorcorp.com. Uh, make sure you get that in. And uh, that'll be the easiest way. It's really easy to reach us. Thank you so much. That was Dan Borgo, the CEO and co-founder of Front Door Collective. And everybody listening out there, grocery shop, be careful out there.